Good morning and welcome to another edition of Today's Nutrition, where we look at what is new in research, what's hot in the news, or any topic that can affect our health, vitality, and longevity. This month, I'm focusing on sugar. Valentine's Day is coming up, American Heart Association Month. I decided we needed a campaign against sugar. So I ran a little free sugar detox challenge on Facebook, and it's been interesting and kind of fun. I got feedback about lots of improvements people were having. Everybody that participated, you know, we either had weight loss or some digestive improvement. Some even reported less anxiety within the first week. Some, less achiness, all around, everybody felt much better. Some, you know, when you really watch your diet and measure just how much sugar and artificial stuff you're taking in, it's an, oh boy, I'm beginning to see moment. Sugar is just everywhere you look in the standard American diet. If you were in the challenge, you really started looking up labels. You gave up the sugary drinks for tea and water. You started looking about what you put in your coffee, your condiments, ketchup, mayonnaise, pickles, and all the salad dressings, let alone the cookies and the candies. But it's not easy. Food manufacturers sneak sugar in everywhere. They know how much we love it, so they put as much impossible as they can in there, so you want to buy more and more. It is a drug, refined and white, just like cocaine, and it acts like a drug. Study after study, researchers all around the world have proven this. Sugar hits the same addiction centers in the brain as cocaine. In fact, eight times more addictive than cocaine. They did a study on rats, and overwhelmingly, even cocaine-addicted rats preferred sugar over cocaine. No wonder our country is so overweight. The people that were on the challenge really were able to take back their power. We covered cravings and addictions, how to get over it. It was just a little challenge, but fairly meaningful. When you make one change and see how much better you feel, you're going to be able to make more and more healthy choices. So today, I'm going to add a little more fuel to the anti-sugar fire. I'm going to talk about how sugar ages us, how sugar causes our cells to kind of rust, how sugar metabolically damages our cells in a process we call glycation. You may be a little familiar with that term through diabetic measurements. Your doctor may have ordered a hemoglobin A1c. That measures just how much sugar is floating around in your blood bombarding all the cells like a hailstorm and then attaching. They measure how much on hemoglobin was attached over a three-month period. The higher the sugar in the blood, the more attaches. So what's the problem when it attaches, you ask? Well, first, it accelerates aging. It causes more to be formed what they call advanced glycation end products, ages for short. Good name for it, ages. So over time, these advanced glycation end products, these ages, along with all the oxidative stress that they cause, make collagen and other proteins more rigid, stiff, malformed, meaning that the proteins lose their ability to work right. 
If it's the skin, it's not as firm and ultimately contributes to make us look older than we are. If it's in the lens of the eye, it can form a cataract. If it's in your joints, they don't repair. They wear out. We need to keep making collagen fresh and renewing. That's why we take collagen with vitamin C. That's why we drink collagen soups. It protects and nourishes so that we don't break down. Collagen makes up our skin, our joints, the gut lining, our hair, basically everything that holds us together. The effects of this glycation process and the oxidative stress on a cellular level, it's the skin structure starts to wrinkle, loses elasticity, becomes stiff. It sags, just rapid aging. No ifs, ands, or buts. Sugar glycation ages the skin. Because skin tells the tale, several anti-aging skincare companies claim to treat it. But truly, you have to prevent it in the first place. Once wrinkles are there, it's just cover-up or expensive medical intervention from there on. But it's not just cosmetic. It's the collagen in all of our cells. Glycation is involved in the development of diabetes, atherosclerosis, neurodegenerative disease, cataracts, all sorts of blood vessel diseases, stiff and sore tendons, and maybe even chronic renal failure. All of these things, certain proteins stop working right. When I was in my undergrad, dietetics undergrad, we studied this glycation as part of cooking, and we thought it was desirable. Glycation is the same thing as the Malyard reaction, named after a French biochemist, you know, his name was Louis Camille Malyard in 1912. So he discovered this reaction was happened when any sugar, natural or not, reacts with a protein, especially when it's heated. It causes the browning on the bread crust and adds flavor when you grill or fry or broil. In the last 25 years, we've learned a lot about what damages cells. And glycation with its oxidative stress is one of the biggies. Recent studies have revealed that grilling, frying, and roasting at high temperatures produces a heck of a lot of those ages, more so than water-based cooking like boiling or steaming. Glycation causes damage, irreversible damage. So we want to prevent it in the first place. Glycation can be prevented or at least minimized by the natural defenses in the body, working with natural inhibitors, inhibiting the attachment of sugars with collagen and proteins. So we need inhibitors, antioxidants to help against the damages. When we can Where can we get them? Well, surprise, from plants. That's why I say eat the colors every day. Plants have over 25,000 phytochemicals that prevent and protect and influence our health. Move over vitamins, minerals, and antioxidants. Most people don't even get one serving of vegetables in a day unless you count ketchup or french fries. So they only eat cereal or bread and meat. No wonder we have chronic disease. So number one, eat your vegetables. Those 25,000 phytochemicals are safe, been with us since the beginning of time, inexpensive and available 
to get a dose at every meal to help us fight disease. So the first one that are really known for their protection are the polyphenolic compounds, especially, excuse me, the flavonoids. They receive the most attention, and especially for diabetes and the inhibition for the ages. Anthocyanins are flavonoids that are found in berries, lots of vegetables, flax seeds, nuts, chocolate, and the common things we drink like coffee, tea, and wine. So much research on health benefits, such as the prevention of cancer, neurodegenerative disease, cardiovascular disease, diabetes. Another one, quercetin. I love quercetin. It's a flavanol, which is found in leafy vegetables, broccoli, especially rich in onions. It's also in peppers and apples and grapes and your tea and red wine. Super anti-diabetic activity and the ability to inhibit those ages. Quercetin also helps protect against the LDL oxidation, and it's a strong antioxidant. As a little side COVID note, it is one of the top nutrients recommended to fight the COVID virus. Help the body because it suppresses the excessive cytokine inflammation. That's why I make it part of the immune pack. So other things, I mean, there's a lot of things. You've got garlic, you've got green tea and green tea extract, aloe vera, Tulsi, oh, these Ayurvedic herbs. Tulsi is also called holy basil, and it is considered to be a sacred plant in Indian culture, planted by all the temples, and it's been shown to significantly reduce blood sugar levels in animal studies. This is really like my new health addiction. I like to make an old-fashioned pot of tea, Tulsi tea every afternoon, and I light a little tea candle underneath it so it stays nice and warm. Pretty old school, but it's so cool to have it hot and tasty and ready to drink. Another one, my favorite all-time herb, you know it, the extract of turmeric called curcumin. The extract, oh my gosh, it's it's good for so many things from the top of your head to the bottom of your toes. Uh, it is going to inhibit those ages and the cross-linking, uh, it's just phenomenal. Then you have black mustard seed. It's also one of the most commonly used spices in India, known to lower blood sugar, slows the enzymes that have that stimulate the liver to make more sugar. So it's also an antioxidant, it's got cholesterol-reducing activity, I have this one in my curry spice recipe. It's really more like pumpkin spice, but it's got a lot of the black mustard seed and turmeric. My son's in-laws are from India, so they got me the real McCoy. Lasts forever, and it tastes the best. Another spice from India, Gymnema sylvestra. Truly a fabulous herb and spice. Literally translates into sugar destroyer. You put it in your mouth to taste something sweet, and oh my gosh, gymnema prevents you from tasting the sweetness. What a great way to kick the sugar addiction. Also, it lowers blood sugar and decreases the liver's production of sugar. Research has found that it may help regenerate the beta cells in animal studies, and regenerating beta cells is nothing less than miraculous. That's where insulin is made and in diabetes is often depleted. Cinnamon, also known to show, slow down the ages 
uh, black cumin, another Indian spice. So you see why I'm always cheerleading the plants. I mean, you talk about the prevention of all the diseases associated with aging. This is the that's where you have to start. You know, you gotta just watch it all. So we've got all the food things. Um, now, what else can we do? Well, exercise. We put mice through all sorts of experiments to see help us understand how we can have better health, vitality, and longevity. And exercise comes on top. Exercise helps prevent kidney age deposition in aging rats. We also show that treadmill exercise helps protect the retina in the eyes. You know, I can just see the cartoon. You got a little mouse on a treadmill, and then you take him to the eye doctor. I don't know how they test a mouse eye, but they've proven over and over again that physical exercise inhibits free radicals and improves the activities of antioxidant enzyme. Also burn sugar and slows down the age formation. So physical exercise, powerful tool to fight that age formulation and age-related processes. Another thing really important, sleep. Sleep deprivation also is known to impair insulin sensitivity and glucose tolerance, which means glycation is more likely. So make sure you're getting that eight hours of restorative sleep. Number four, stress less. More important now than ever. I have seen the healthiest people get sick this year due to stress. Stress increases that free radical generation, oxidative stress throughout the whole body. Stress also raises cortisol levels, and that degenerates collagen. So we've got fruits and vegetables, spices and herbs and sleep and stress reduction, all helping reduce glycation. But also keeping sugar and excess carb load down in the first place is always a brilliant place to start. Because now we know regular intake of high-carb foods leads to increased free radicals and inflammation. These foods break down into glucose in the bloodstream. How much is too much? Well, typically, a healthy individual has less than a teaspoon of sugar dissolved in the bloodstream at any one time. Compare that to a canned soft drink that has about 10 teaspoons of sugar or a bagel that has as many as 16 teaspoons of sugar added to the bloodstream. That is just way more glucose than we were ever designed to handle on a daily basis. Think of blood glucose as basically liquid sugar. And when you spill fruit juice or get syrup on your hands, you know how sticky that can be? In the body, you can think of this stickiness as glycation. Glycation is where the blood sugar sticks to and damages the proteins in the body. These injured proteins stop functioning correctly, leading to increased inflammation and ages, advanced glycation in products. They're linked to the progression of so many diseases from Alzheimer's to vascular disease, cardiovascular atherosclerosis, eye diseases, basically any disease that increases with age. So think ages, the higher the blood sugar, the more serious the damage. Glycation damage is why diabetics chronically have high blood sugar, experience neuropathy, higher rates of cancer, heart disease, kidney damage, and blindness. So wise to minimize glycation damage by following the four steps I covered today. 
phytonutrients in food, exercise, sleep, and stress reduction. Thanks for listening to another edition of Today's Nutrition. I hope you learned something that will help you or someone you love. As always, you can listen to this or other shows wherever you listen to podcasts or on my website, debford.com. Have a great day and take good care of yourself.